Hey, family. Woo! Thanks, Carol. <clears throat> you guys are awesome. I'm actually really excited to share about this today. I'm doing why fellowship, why worship. Oh, sorry, why um, connect, why fellowship, why hang out. And um, this is something that God's really moved massively in my life. And so I'm really excited to show you um, why I believe that this is so important and, and it's a blessing. So um, we'll just open up in prayer and then we'll get into it. <laughs> oh, so Father God, we just thank you so much, Lord, that you love us and that you are here with us. We thank you that it's not by the words that we speak, but by the spirit of the Lord that people's lives are moved and transformed and people are touched, God. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here and we just are expecting that you're going to move so big time today, God. We praise you, Lord, and um, we just love you, Lord. Amen. Okay, so um, why connect? I actually think that one of the most important things to our God actually is relationship. And the reason that I say this is because I think it's his heart. When we look at how he was when he was on earth, he spent his time going around connecting and befriending people. That was what he did. Um, I also think we were separated by sin and he couldn't stand that separation. So he actually gave his own life so that we could be back in relationship with him. That speaks, actions speak louder than words, right? I mean, that, that says so much. Um, I also know that he cares about relationship because he has a massive heart for the lost. He talked about this and he is not okay if anyone feels left out or doesn't feel like they belong. He he cares. He actually said there's a story about the, the shepherd, the good shepherd, which is him. And he says if he's got 100 sheep and 99 of them are there with him and they're safe and they're good, he's still not okay. He needs to go out and find that one that has been left behind and the one that is missing. It's so important to him. His heart is that everybody will belong and, and for all of them. And... um. Also, I just think when you look at his life, we see that he lived this out. He did fellowship. He was friends of his people, but he also had his close crew, his squad of his disciples. And they literally just did life together. They ate together. They hung out. They traveled around, did miracles and all, you know. But through everything that they went through, they did it together. So we know that the heart of our God is for us to be in relationship with him, but also for us to be in relationship with other people. So... I really think that God wants relationship for us because he knows that it's actually good for us as well. So in Genesis 2.18, it says, Then the Lord said, It is not good for man to be alone. I'll make a helper who is just right for him. He knows that it's not good for us to be alone because he knows that we need people around us to encourage us and to speak life into us and, and to be able to spot out the lies that we take on sometimes. Um, and I really feel like, you know, there's oftentimes we can start to believe stuff that actually doesn't align with the Word of God. But what happens is it gets, plant, it gets um, presented to us from the enemy and then it, it, it takes root inside of us. And if we don't rip that right out, then it just grows and grows. And we start to feel like that almost fits there. It almost, that's where it belongs and it doesn't. And I really feel like for myself, I've had this plenty of times where I'll, talk to someone and then afterwards go, oh my gosh, and I'll get a seat. You just talk way too much. It's so hardcore. It's actually like super annoying and out of it. And then I'll go home and within a day, it's gone round and round and gone bigger and bigger. And I'm by the end of the day, I'm like, ah, oh, I'm never going to talk to anyone ever again. I'm never leaving the house again. And I know I'm an extremist, but this happens. Things take roots and they get so much bigger and the lie starts to sound real. But who knows that God actually created me to be an encourager and not to be silenced or hidden behind closed doors. So it's really important that these don't take root or they stop us from living in the amazing purpose that God's created us for. Um, I'm super blessed to have so many of you guys. You guys are just 
you're all such an encouragement to me and other people in my life. And I've got a really incredible husband who is a solid man of God. And I tell you what, whenever I'm going wild in my thoughts, he... I, here's my safe place. I can go to and I can be honest and say actually what I'm not thinking, not think, oh, that'll sound out of it. I can be honest with him and tell him what I'm thinking and he comes in with, he's so solid that I don't think that man's overthought anything in his life. So he's, <laughs> he, he brings in the truth and he says, and he brings me back down to earth. And it's so cool to have people around us like that. Nellie, she is like the most encouraging person you can come across. She believes in the mighty power of God. And I tell you what, sometimes in my most ugliest situations, she looks at it and she doesn't see that. Like she literally doesn't. She will be speaking out the most incredible things. And within seconds, I'm like, yeah, I know everything's going to be all right. It snaps me out of it. And Jessica Atkins, another one, you've got to get alongside this chick, honestly. She is so planted in God that I feel like when, when things happen, she won't let you just get away with that. She'll call it out really quickly for what it is with like grace and truth. But, you know, she has a she has a, like a word for everything and usually like a Ron Canoli song to go alongside with it as well, <laughs> which is good. It's so important that we have people around us who can encourage us and who can speak life back into us. It's so good. So um, it's also good that we are with people and God created us to be in a relationship because he knows that we physically need it. He created us as physical beings to need this. Have you ever heard of those um, orphanages overseas where they have heaps of children and they actually don't, they don't physically touch them or hold them? I think if they get a nappy change, that's like on a good day. It's a, the bare minimal touch. And these guys actually have, their brains don't develop the same and their bodies don't physically grow. So it's not just from malnutrition. It's been proven that it's because they're not getting physical touch. It's so important. He knew we'd need it. So um, I think it's also um, important that we're in relationship and he knew that we'd need it because there's going to be times that we're going to need to be able to hold each other up. Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 10 says, Two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls down, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. And we have, I can testify to this, when um, Ruben's mum, my beautiful mother-in-law, passed away a few months ago, um, we probably faced as a family the hardest, one of the hardest things we've ever gone through in our lives. The shock of it, um, the weight of grief is just such an incredible thing. And also, you're staying at the marae, you're getting no sleep, you're trying to still do your babies and then console them because I just lost their grandmother. It was too much and actually one of those moments where we felt we just couldn't even hold ourselves up. But who knows that God came not just to save us, but he also came to sustain us, to carry us through things. And he moved so boldly by his spirit to help us, but by his people as well. And you guys just stepped in and I can't even tell you how much it meant. It was like the help and support we got from you guys was monumental. We had like, we had your prayers, which we know how important prayer is and how much that held us up. But like your love and support, you guys came out and visited us at the Marae and held us up. You made these incredible leaflets. Reuben made these leaflets, which just honoured her in the most beautiful way. She, they were presented just so beautifully. And I could never have done that, you know. Um, there was weeks of meals afterwards, financial support. Pastor Paul ran much of the service. Everyone just came in and held us up where we couldn't. And I just think it's so important that we have people around us who are able to do that. We need this. There's all going to have times in our lives where we're going to need each other to hold each other up. And it reminds me of um, the story in Exodus and there was the Israelites. 
and they got um, attacked by the Amalekites. <laughs> right, it's so hard to say these things. And um, what happened was Moses said he has to stand there with a staff above his head, which has the power of God in it. And he's standing there holding it up, and the Israelites started winning. They started beating the um, Amalekites. But then every time his arms would drop down where, they, where he got weak, the Amalekites would almost start to outfight the Israelites. And it got to the point where he just couldn't keep pushing through anymore. And what happened was his mates, his buddies, Aaron and her, came in and they slid a rock underneath him and sat him down. And then they stood either side of him and held up his arms. And you know, there's going to be times that we can't hold stuff up ourselves and we need people to be alongside us to hold us up. And there's such power in that. Um, Linda Teotor, our amazing pastor, has said that prosperity at its highest level is one that is all-inclusive and for the greater good of all. It actually helps all of us when we help each other. So also, God really wants relationship for us because He wants us to live in the fullness that God has created for us. He's got like divine friendships and relationships um, and marriages and co-workers and church family that He wants us to be able to enjoy. And life really is better together. I was thinking about church camp. Like, it's so much fun. Such an awesome time to get away. But how fun would it be if you went there by yourself? And, like, we wouldn't have to line up for the water slide. That's a pro. But as you come sliding down, you hit that beanbag and you fly up and you hongy that pole. When you turn around and you're like, yeah, you need someone there going, yeah. It makes it so much better. Life is actually just so much better when we do it together. It's not the same. It's not the same when we're by ourselves. So I really do believe that God relationship, what God wants is relationship for all of us. But I also know that he created us all differently. So what it's going to look like is going to be quite different as well. And that is a really good thing. Okay, so I think some people are going to like a one-on-one kind of situation. Other people, um, you know, it's like intimate and a bit more personal maybe. I quite like the um, group thing. I feel like you get like a real buzz of all being together and you amp each other up. And, um, and also there's other perspectives. And I like it when we don't all think the same because I feel like you get a chance to learn something new or even learn something more about that person and why they think that way. So it's good. Um, otherwise, sometimes like doing something, like going for a walk, it's like not as awkward. You don't need to look them in the eye. You can kind of like, you know, if, if you're easing in there. Um, I also really like to meet up over food. Food, and that's any kind of foods. I do like cake, but just throwing that out there. And, um, and you know, Reuben, um, my Reuben, he loved uh, some of his greatest moments of fellowship have been while he's been out fishing. And he wanted me to say today that that still stands. So if there's anybody who wants to invite him out on their boat, they're like, you know, he's open for that. <laughs> it's good. Now, we were all created um, to be different and to fellowship differently and no matter what it looks like it's all going to be just as beautiful and it's all just as important so it's really important to know that but he does still want relationship for every single one of us and I also know that um, for some people this connecting stuff comes really easily and it's natural to you and that's really amazing and cool but I also know that God's shown me his heart that for a lot of people this isn't the case that this is actually a really incredibly hard thing for them to step out and um, to be around people, and it's daunting. And I really feel like we need to remember that we all have different histories to deal with, and that can lead us to where we are and how it feels for us when we do connect. And um, it really makes me think about, you know, sometimes we've had stuff that has really affected us and our confidence, things have happened to us, and now when we do think of stepping out, we think, 
no, I wouldn't know of anything good to say or do anyway and, and they wouldn't want me to hang out with them anyway. Or maybe there's been like trust stuff. People, It's really hard to trust people because of things that have happened to you in your life. And, you know, if your best friend betrayed you or the partner that you were with for heaps of years, he was your whole world and everything in it and then he just totally abandoned you. Um, or even in church, you came to church and you talked to somebody because you needed help, but they didn't support you the way that you needed. And then now you're just feeling let down and like you can't trust anybody there. And I really think this is a very real feeling. And, and I understand that this really hurts and, it, and, it, and it's hard for us. But I also know that um, God still does want relationship for you. He still wants everybody to be in relationship. And he knows everything that you've gone through and he knows exactly how hard this is for you to step out. But I just believe that he's healing and restoring. Oh, I believe that he's actually healing and restoring right now, starting right now in Jesus' name. And he's taking these wounds and, and, and starting to heal them. And also he's going to walk with you as you step out and you trust him. He's going to walk with you and you're going to enter into relationships that he has set up. And they're going to look very different to the ones that you've walked into in the past. These ones, you actually can trust these people and these people will really love you just as you are and they will accept you. And so I think let's try and just really trust God and maybe be vulnerable with him because he can be depended upon um, to walk this with us. He's going to give us courage and strength as we do step out and trust him as well. And I also think this is really important we take into mind that when someone does seem guarded or hard, um, you know, we do have our own histories to deal with. Just love them where they're at. Please invest in them exactly the same as you would if someone was all into it as well, you know. Just love them the same. And remember that we all have our own histories to deal with, so just treat each other gently. And there's going to be real power in that. We'll overcome stuff. It's good. And so there's like some serious blessings that happen when we come together. God created us to be in relationship with Him and to be in relationship with other people, other brothers and sisters in Christ. There's a real importance in that. Um, so when we get together, it really like stokes us up and gets us all amped. And it's like a fire. <laughs> and when one of the logs, they're all on fire, when one of the logs rolls out, it soon, the flame goes out and it starts to cool down. It just really can't sustain that heat by itself. But once you pop that log back in with the rest of the fire, it, re, it reignites. And it's really important when we get around other Christians, they help to, um, they help to ignite us and, and help us to seek out God and, and, um, and we can go together to um, seek God. And there's just amazing things that happen when we do that together. Um, also, there's incre incredible gifts. And the gifts that he's given us, to us are actually used for the building up of others. So Romans 12, 6 to 8 says, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If, his gift, if your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take it take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. You know, all of these gifts are actually used for the building up of others. And the most beautiful thing is that when we are with like-minded people, they're going to be acting in their gifting, so you're going to be blessed by it. You're acting in your 
gifting, so they're going to be blessed by it. And then also, when you act in your gifting and you do what God's called you to do, you're living in purpose, so you're blessed by that. It feels good, you know? So it's just like a really blessed situation. I even think like praying together is so awesome because when we pray together, the faith is built up in everybody. When we pray for a miracle and then it happens, that actually becomes all of our testimony because we all saw that that was broken. We all prayed for it. And we all saw that it is healed. And so then we go forward with all of us testifying to something that we all witness. That's good. And also there's such power in Acts. It talks about when the disciples and the, um, the believers met up and they were there to seek God and wait for what Jesus had promised them. And the Holy Spirit came upon them and tongues of fire landed on each of them. And they instantly started speaking out the gospel in different languages, heaps of different tongues. There was just so many of them. And this was such an incredible thing in itself. But at that very time, there was a, the a festival of Pentecost, I think. And there was thousands of people there and they all were from different nations. So when they heard the gospel being spoken in their own language, they were totally amazed that how are all these languages happening? This is a miracle in itself. But also because it was in their language, they understood it and they received what was being spoken to them. All the, the gospel, the good news, all the wonderful things that God had done, they heard it in their own language. And it says that 3,000 people were saved and baptized that day. So it's so incredible, the power of that many people when God moves in them is so good. Um, let's get the page. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> so um, I just want to touch really quickly on life groups because I've been so blessed by these. And I think, um, yeah, I just want to share a little bit about that. So I'm part of a women's group and... It's got heaps of toddlers running around and it's pretty loud and crazy, and even for me sometimes. Um, and But it's actually, you know, drums going off and it's a bit mental, but at the same time in this beautiful chaos, God is there. He's moving so rapidly. Matthew 18.20 says, Whenever two or three of you come together in my name, I am there with you. And, you know, he so is. We feel his spirit. There are prophecies spoken out, um, revelations in the word, um, to be honest, just hanging out with each other, the prayers that are being answered are so incredible. And it's even over the last few months, my faith has just been blown out of the water and I'm like amazed at what he's been doing. But also, I just want to honour the women that come to this group because they are such an encouragement to me. They love God with all their heart and they are so planted in Him. And the, and the encouragement and the seeds that are sown in this place, I'm just so blessed by it. So... Um, that's just such an incredible thing. But also the Duxbury's Life group, we get along to that sometimes. And and it's so funny. No one takes anything very seriously. Um, we all can just have a really good laugh together and it's fun. But also these guys are so planted in God and um, it's always still about fixing your eyes on Jesus, but having fun at the same time. And they're super wise as well. Um, in Proverbs 13, 20, it says, Become wise by walking with the wise. Hang out with fools and watch your life fall to pieces. <laughs> but I'm claiming that. Every time I hang out there, I think, cool, I'm going to leave a little bit wiser. It's good, you know? Um, but over the past few months as well, we've been meeting up with um, our Reo Tifano and um, our Auntie Marsh, who lives over the fence as well. She comes over. And there's just a bunch of us. And we knew we wanted to meet up and we knew we wanted to seek God, but we didn't know what it would look like. And we said that to God. And we said, you do your thing and we'll see 
where this goes. And um, it's so beautiful. Billy, our cousin, she brings along a um, song each week and um, we just sit and you can just feel the presence of God. It's so amazing. And um, we're getting back to basics, the basics of the gospel. And I tell you, I am never going to get tired of hearing that. I'm never going to get tired of hearing what Jesus did in the good news. And it's just, it's building us up so um, incredibly. It's amazing. Um, but also the relationships that we've had. These are our cousins, but we didn't know them like we know them now. These are like our people and our love for each other has just grown and has just gone. It's just amazing. It's so cool. And I also think there's generational blessings that are coming from these um, attending groups and being around other believers. Um, You'd think that I'd have to drag my kids along to, um, you know, these groups and stuff like that, but I really don't. They're the ones dragging me. They're so excited to get there and get around their mates. And um, it really hit me that for years I've prayed for them to have really awesome Christian friends and um, really cool people that they really just get along with. And it's actually come as a fruit of what we're doing. They have built these relationships, and I know that they're just such great friends and that this is going to tie them through for the next, you know, rest of their lives. And it's so amazing. But also what these kids are witnessing is the truth, that Jesus is fun and He is good and um, that we can have a great time while we're, we're learning about Him and stuff like that. So I feel like we're never going to have to teach our kids that Jesus isn't rigid and, you know, boring or anything like that. Church is a party and, you know, life groups are too. Um, and I've been really encouraged by um, Carol and Judy are doing a, a life group at the Packhouse Market and they meet up for coffee. And I haven't got along to it yet, but I have heard such amazing things. People are like buzzing about how incredible this is and, and what they're getting from this. It's so good. God's moving so boldly there. And um, a lot of the time I think we think that groups need to be all um, really structured but I actually think this is just hanging out and we really can't underestimate the power of just hanging out. You know, when you can have a really close bond with somebody and you're so tight and you really can trust them and these are like your people, that stuff, those precious bonds can't be rushed or forced. These come only by every little coffee that you have is a seed of um, acceptance and love that you are sowing into each other. And then this bond comes and it flourishes from there. And it's just such an incredible thing. So we can't ever underestimate the power of just hanging out. And I love the story of Zacchaeus for this. So um, in the Bible, there's a dude called Zacchaeus and he was really dodgy. He was the chief tax collector. And so basically he robbed the locals by force and um, he was getting super rich off this. And so as you can imagine, he wasn't very popular. No one really liked him at all. And then one day Jesus came into town and Jesus had all his really good, cool Jesus followers and they were all around him in like a giant crowd. And Zacchaeus was a short man he couldn't see. So he climbed up a tree so he could try and take a glimpse at Jesus. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked down and said, Zacchaeus, hurry on down for I must stay at your house today. He hurried down and he found himself face to face with Jesus. As Jesus left to go with Zacchaeus, many of the people complained. Look at this, of all the people to have dinner with, and he's going to the house of a crook. Zacchaeus was amazed over his gracious visit to his home, and he joyously welcomed Jesus. Zacchaeus stood in front of the Lord and he said, Half of all that I own I will give to the poor, and Lord, if I have cheated anyone, I promise I will pay them back four times the amount that I stole. And Jesus said to him, Your repentance shows that today life has come to you and to your household and that you are a true son of Abraham. The son of man has come to seek out and give life to those who are lost. And you know what? Our heart is for the same thing. 
He is alive in us, so our hearts cry for the same stuff. God gives us love and compassion to love the one who was left behind or the one who was down and out or the one who everybody else is against. He gives us love and compassion for that person to be alongside them. Because let's be honest, we were all there at some point. God came down and He chose us when we wouldn't have even chosen ourselves. He didn't point out Zacchaeus' wrongs either. This really hit me. He, he didn't point out his wrongs and he didn't wait till he had sorted his life out before he decided to go and hang out with him. He chose him just as he was and he said, I'm coming to your house. Hallelujah. We really can't underestimate the power of just hanging out and loving people. It is so powerful. God wants relationship for you with other people. But more than anything, he wants a relationship with you. Jesus didn't point out his wrongs or wait until he got his life right. Jesus chose him just as he was and he called him by name. And I can tell you that today, Jesus chooses you right where you're at, just as you are, and he is calling you by name. He is so madly in love with you and he has fought for you every single moment of your life. And he's fighting for you guys in this moment right now. He cares about you and he wants to draw you in and have a really intimate, loving relationship with you. It's not just about salvation. It's about He wants to be with you. So if you would like to receive Jesus into your life to be your Lord and Saviour, I'd be so honoured to just pray with you a really simple prayer right now. Let's all bow our heads. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just ask you, if this is you, if you are feeling God calling you by name right now, just to raise your hand up. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's all pray together. Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me even when I've done life without you. I know that I need you in my life. And I'm so sorry for my sins. And I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying and rising again for me, Lord. Please come into my life and be my Saviour and my friend. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. (laughs) Get into relationship, guys. It's so cool. It's good. God is so good.